No solo de pan vive al hombre, sino de toda palabra que sale de la boca de Dios. Aleluya, aleluya, aleluya. Señor, esté con ustedes. Lectura del Santo Evangelio según San Juan. En aquel tiempo, Jesús se marchó a la otra parte del mar de Galilea o de Tiberiades. Lo seguía mucha gente porque habían visto los signos que hacía con los enfermos. Subió Jesús entonces a la montaña y se sentó ahí con sus discípulos. Estaba cerca la Pascua, la fiesta de los judíos. Jesús entonces levantó los ojos y al ver que acudía mucha gente, dice a Felipe, ¿Con que comparemos panes para que coman estos? Lo decía para probarlo, pues bien sabía él lo que iba a hacer. Felipe le contestó, Doscientos denarios de pan no bastan para que a cada uno le toque un pedazo. Uno de sus discípulos, Andrés, el hermano de Simón Pedro, le dice, Aquí hay un muchacho que tiene cinco panes de cebada y dos peces. ¿Pero qué es para, para tantos? Jesús dijo, decirle a la gente que se siente, siente en el suelo. Había mucha hierba en aquel sitio. Se sentaron, solo los hombres eran unos cinco mil. Jesús tomó los panes, dio la acción de gracias y los repartió a los que estaban sentados y lo mismo todo lo que quisieron del pescado. Cuando se Saquearón dice a sus discípulos, recoge los pedazos que han sobrado, que nada se pierda. Los recogieron y llenaron doce cansastos con los pedazos de los cinco panes de, de, de cebada que sobraron a los que habían comido. La gente entonces, al ver el signo que había hecho, decía, este es verdaderamente el profeta que va a venir el mundo. Jesús, sabiendo que iban a llevárselo para proclamarlo rey, se retiró otra vez a la montaña, él solo. Palabra del Señor. Have seen. That was the loaves and the fishes, five and two. You know the story. Saint Anselm is uh, remembered in history mostly because of an argument, or better, an idea that he had to try to get us to think better about how we think differently when we think about God. And the argument goes like this. If God is that which, nothing greater of which can be conceived, so you can't think of anything bigger than God, God's, God's the thing that's more, bigger, better, all the errs than everything else, then God must exist, or you wouldn't be able to think of him. Now, your mind probably just went, what? And that's the point. The what is the point. It's not a proof, like a mathematical proof, that's designed to, to determine of necessity exactly what's the case. 
It's a kind of a thought experiment, we'd say today, designed to get you to see how thinking about some things is different than thinking about other things. I think the best example that we have for this in our own life and experience is the Holy Eucharist. We can think about the Eucharist. We can say all kinds of things about it. Jesus becomes present in the Eucharist in a singular way. Um, uh, Jesus is, 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 is substantially present in the Eucharist when he's present in a whole lot of other ways, but sort of insubstantially. We can say that it's the center of the church's life, that it's meant to bring about conversion and grace, that one needs to examine oneself before receiving. We say all sorts of things about the Eucharist. But if you want to understand the Eucharist, don't read a book. Go to Mass. Just go to Mass and pay attention to other people and listen to what the priest says. And eventually, if you're paying attention and you're acting in goodwill, you'll just get it. No kid ever figured out Jesus was present in the Blessed Sacrament because a second-grade teacher made them spell transubstantiation for a spelling test. They may, if they were very lucky, have come to understand the Lord's presence in the Blessed Sacrament because they watched the care with which their parents and grandparents and siblings and cousins received Holy Communion. Because they saw people bow and genuflect and, and, and make devotion to the sacrament in the tabernacle and especially to the sacrament exposed. Because they were taught to make the sign of the cross when they passed by a church or a Catholic hospital or school where they knew the Blessed Sacrament was enshrined. See, it's not about telling so much as by doing. And this is St. Anselm's point with what is called the ontological argument. Thinking about God is different than thinking about anything else. And if you want to understand God, don't just read the arguments. Read the arguments, by all means. But don't just read the arguments. Just think about it. Or better, think with it.